Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I am your host, Dr. Tana M. Session, organizational development, HR strategist, DEIB thought leader, and all-around HR gal. And I am pleased and excited to introduce you to Anna. She's going to walk you through something that we haven't really covered before in terms of a new stream of business, a new business idea some of you may be thinking about. Maybe you've seen some, like I have, some of the pop-ups on your Instagram feed about this type of business model and whether or not you've thought about it. So she's going to give us the ins and outs, the pros and the cons, and who should really think about even going into this type of business. So I know I'm teasing you. So Anna, I will be glad to pass the mic to you and let you introduce yourself to everyone. Thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to be here. Um, my name is Anna Brambila, and I am a career ownership coach with the Entrepreneur Source. So basically, what I do is I help people who are in some sort of career transition explore their options around business ownership generally and franchise business ownership specifically. And I help people who are facing what we call battered career syndrome, who are so frustrated with corporate America and the nightmare it's become for so many people with broken promises of promotions and raises and bonuses or awful bosses or politics or making somebody else very rich while you're working insane hours. And I just help them explore their options very generally. I love the battered career syndrome. I'm definitely a uh, survivor. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you even get into this business? I love my, I love the origin story. So thanks for asking. I've been in the field of career transition for about 20, 25 years now. So I started my career many years ago in finance and project management, things like that. Got laid off and decided that I wanted to work as an outplacement coach, helping people find their next job. Did that for a number of years, about 20, almost 20 years. And was like, okay, I can't have a boss anymore. I'm sick of it. I can't do this anymore. And I started to think about starting my own business. And I had this great idea and it was going to be wonderful and it was going to make me millions of dollars. And then I started researching and realized how much was involved and how difficult it was and happened to attend a workshop on franchise options and said, you know what? I like this idea. The, it's already a proven business model. It's already something that they've worked out, out all the kinks and they're going to help me get started and help me start and uh, continue to run my business. So I looked at a bunch of different franchises and uh, spoiler alert, ended up with the entrepreneur sources, the franchise that I chose. And I love what I do because I'm making a difference every day in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So like you, I'm an educator and I help people just learn and explore and see what's possible. So it's a lot of fun for me because I see firsthand those people who are facing that battered career syndrome. And I love it when they get that sparkle in their eyes, like, oh, I have options. I don't have to stick with this necessarily. And I've been doing this now for just over six years. And my business just keeps growing and growing and growing because people 
are referring me, which I'm so grateful for, or they're seeing my posts on LinkedIn, or they're looking at my LinkedIn profile and seeing that I have uh, great recommendations from people who will never end up in a franchise. And they realize that I am just here as an educator and a coach at all times on the side of the table as my clients, helping them figure out what's going to be the best fit for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and it's unique because I know when you and I first met and I was trying to kind of wrap my head around what you do and I thought about it and I was like, you know, at one point I thought about doing a franchise and just kind of back away from it. And this is probably well over 20 years ago. I want to say my son was very little at the time. And um, so tell some of your success stories. What are some of the types of um, uh, franchises that people are able to invest in and, and you know, go into their next pivot as business owners? It really depends. Uh, because I own a franchise, the Entrepreneur Source, um, they have established relationships with about 250 different franchises in 35 different industries. Now, most people think franchising and they think McDonald's or Subway or, or whatever mm -hmm. and know that it costs millions of dollars and you have to have cash on the table. And otherwise, they won't even talk to you. So in our portfolio, only 4% of our franchises have anything to do with food. And the franchise, the total investment is well south of a couple million dollars. It depends on the franchise, but most of them in, are in the low six figures. So 100,000, 200, 300,000 and funding is readily available. So just wanted to put that out there. And when I work with clients, I encourage them to keep an open mind. I had a client a couple of years ago who I was working with him, getting to know him and figuring out what was best for him. And it was time for me to present options to him. And he was very quiet on the call. And I thought, okay, well, that's unusual for him. And I get on the call with him the next time. And I said, and he says, Anna, I'll be honest with you. I hated you. I hated the <laughs> options you presented. I thought they were all awful. I thought you hadn't listened to me at all. And he said, but I had one conversation with each of the franchises. And sure enough, they were nothing like I expected. And he ended up and is doing phenomenally well in a franchise that he initially hated and thought it was awful. And so you notice that I purposely am not giving you any specifics yes. about franchises and the specifics of the types of franchises, mm -hmm. because it's like asking what's the best way to get there. Well, unless you know where there is. It, there's no way to know the best way. Now, I can tell you, we have franchises I mentioned in 35 different industries. So I have stuff that help kids or seniors or around home improvement, home restoration, uh, fitness, travel, pets, things like that. So uh -huh. it really it's important for my clients to understand that they are going to be surprised and they are going to learn about options that they never knew existed or had thought of and dismissed prematurely as it turns out. Oh yeah. I did notice that you weren't giving us names, but you gave us industry. So that's an idea. Yeah. And yes. when you said pet, I immediately thought, hmm, maybe something there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, because I I love you know animals but I don't want to own one so 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can work with them all day and then come home. Like, you exactly. know, working in a daycare. Like, oh, I love little kids, but I don't want to bring one home. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. I would love to chat with you about some of the options because it's mm-hmm. they're great stuff. And it really depends on what the client wants from their lives. We talk about uh setting goals in four different categories, income, lifestyle, wealth, and equity. And that's what I do a lot of my work with. What do you want in your life? What's What does the ideal life look like? And let's find a franchise that's going to help you get your goals and keep an open mind. You know, I no. that being said, I would never present somebody who, you know, whose father died of lung cancer, God forbid, with a smoke shop or, right. you know, somebody who is a dyed in the wool, uh, you know, vegan with some kind of something to do with meat processing. We don't have a oh, franchise okay. around that, but you know, I do obviously keep that in ca- in account. But I can tell you that every single client of mine that had ended up in a franchise ended up in something they maybe never even knew existed, um, or oftentimes, pre- you know, prematurely dismissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that, and and you're right. I think when people think franchise, the first thing they think is fast food, and mm-hmm. I've seen, as I, as I said in the intro, I've seen some things come up on my timeline, which makes me think my phone listens to me, by the way, but yep. <laughs> that's another podcast Probably. episode, but yep. I see things pop up about, you know, are you interested in franchise opportunities? I'm like, huh, okay. So there's definitely some things there outside of what we would generally think of as, you know, fast food, um, you know, other chains that we are probably familiar with. And um, what would be, let's say, the time to concept? So let's say someone reaches out to you after hearing this podcast and I say, hey, I want to learn more. I'm interested in a career pivot, you know, I, you know, am ready to leave corporate and I think I want to start a franchise. So from the time they reach out to you, how long is it? And you can give me an average. I know the difference and varies probably per person, but before they actually get keys to the castle. Mm, great question. Uh, it depends on the person and it depends on the franchise, but typically I'd say about eight weeks, eight to 10 weeks, sometimes more, sometimes less. I have clients that have taken over a year and that's great because as long as they're learning and exploring and keeping an open mind, I have no problems waiting that long. Mm-hmm. I have clients who've done it in shorter periods of time and frankly, that was happening when I was much a younger coach, a newer coach. <laughs> and I think that they went too quickly. And so I've learned now to frankly slow my clients down a little bit and make sure that they're doing their due diligence and making sure they're not just getting caught up in the excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. What are some things that people should be worried about or concerned about as it relates to going into a franchise as a, a type of business? make sure they really understand what they're going to be doing on a daily basis and what is it going to take to be successful. One thing that's interesting about franchises is that they are awarded, they're not sold. And so it's really nice when a client gets awarded a franchise and they get very excited, understandably, but they have to make sure that they really understand what's going to be expected of them. The things that I have found, there's four characteristics that I have found make a successful franchisee. First and foremost is their attitude, that they are going to be successful no matter what. 
the clients that come to me, and I learned this from hard experience, the clients that come to me and say, well, I'm cautiously optimistic this is going to work out, are the clients that I say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have, as everyone who's ever tried something difficult, they have to know that there's going to face their frustrations and there's going to be, they're going to hit that wall, as I call it, where they're just like, oh my God, what did I do? So they have to have the right attitude. They also have to be coachable. Mm. So a franchise is a, is a proven business where they, they've worked out the kinks. And so they have to be coachable and when they're making mistakes. And they have to be willing to follow the system. Now, I am not saying in any way, shape, or form that they have to be robots. We've got great franchises that allow for tremendous flexibility. Most people think McDonald's is a franchise, right? And they know that it's very specific and that you have to, you know, if you own a franchise, a McDonald's franchise, this is the hamburger, this is how long you cook it, this is how many pickles and where you put the pickles and all that stuff. And for some people, that's great. The vast majority of our franchises allow for tremendous flexibility and creativity. So I'm not saying that you have to be a robot, but you have to be willing to follow their system. And then finally, you have to be well capitalized. Uh, The clients that come to me with very poor credit, no assets, no income, those are the ones I say, you know what, go get a job. Mm. Uh, Everybody else I can get funded but there has to be a willingness to invest in the franchise, at least initially. Now, that being said, most of my clients, if not all of my clients, recognize that there might be, you know, the first year might be tougher because you're starting up something. But years two, three, beyond that are really where they see the return on their investment. They see how they can make so much more money than they ever did in corporate they're in charge of their destiny. They're in charge of their life. They get to uh, dictate how they run the business, who they hire, where they spend their money. So most of my clients, or all the clients that end up in a franchise, certainly, but even those that don't recognize the true value of being in business, as they say, being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yeah, I love that. And again, I think, you know, as we're talking and having this conversation, I'm thinking, Hmm, what do I want to do when I uh, semi-retire? Maybe open a franchise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> me, like owning some little small little quaint shop doing something. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, and and not, you know, looking to go back into the, the better career syndrome uh, mentality. Um, yeah. So, so now that's great, but let's talk about the flip side. So have you ever had an instance where someone got into the franchise and then unfortunately didn't work out. How do they exit? How do they, um, you know, what is your role in that in terms of helping them plan on, you know, exiting? One of the things that I do as they're looking to get into a franchise is making sure that they understand the exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Most often that means that they would either sell it off um, or give it to a kid or something like that. Once they get into the franchise, I become much less useful and relevant. I certainly keep in touch with them. I certainly find out what's going on with them. I support them however I can. Uh, But once they get into a franchise, then I step back. I say, I tell them I lovingly but reluctantly pass you on to the franchisor because they can help you so much better than I can. Mm -hmm. 
the clients that have gone into a franchise and were not successful did not have one or all four of the characteristics I mentioned before, not being well capitalized. You have to be willing to invest in the in the franchise and the business to make it run. Or they thought they could do it better than anybody else and nobody should be telling them what to do. Turns out they were wrong. Or they went in cautiously optimistic, it's going to work out. Or, or whatever it was. But those are the things that I see. And in those cases, they're often able to sell the franchise, either back to the franchise or to somebody else to at least recuperate, recuperate the money. Mm-hmm. Recoup their money, that's the word. Um, or whatever it was. But it does happen. It's not very often, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, life happens sometimes. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um. Okay, well, I don't have any other questions. Do you think there's anything else important that people should know if they're considering perhaps entering a franchise or connecting with you to learn more? The best thing to know is you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a sense of curiosity and want to learn about options you never knew existed or thought about and you know, want to see what's out there, that's the only thing I ask. I never ask a client, I do you want to buy a franchise or not? I don't care. I truly do not care if they end up in a franchise. One thing that's interesting is that my, there's no cost to working with me. So a lot of clients come to me and say, wait a second, how do you make your money? You're not going to charge me a dime. How do you, and, but yet you're spending all this time with me. How do you make your money? And I make my money if my client happens to end up in something. That's how I get paid. So by the franchise or it's a placement fee. It's very similar to the way um, a real estate agent works. For example, if they uh, if they help somebody buy a house, then they get paid that way. It's very similar. Same idea for me. Uh, that being said, I truly do not care if my clients end up in a franchise or not. I have plenty of people for whom this is the right fit that I make a very nice living. Mm-hmm. So if you have any desire to explore and to learn, go to my website, franchiseana.com. So franchise and then my first name, A-N-N-A.com. And just to get on my calendar, find some time for us to chat and Keep an open mind and see what's available out there. I can guarantee you, you will learn something about yourself or about your options or about the world in general. And that's my only goal. I love that. And are these opportunities nationwide or in a particular region? Great question. They are nationwide and in Canada. So I am based in California, but I have clients all around the country and all around Canada. Um, we do have options. And in fact, I'm working with a client in Ireland right now. We do have options internationally, but we have fewer of them. So most of the clients that I work with are in North America. We do have some in Mexico, but most of them are going to be in the United States or Canada. And I work with anybody who's interested and uh, get on my calendar, find 15 minutes that works for us both. And let's have a quick conversation just to see if this is something that's of interest to you. Yeah. You know, anyone is thinking about what's next for me, or I want to do something different, or I'm ready for a pivot. This may be an opportunity. The door is open. Anna has free 
services, which is I, my eyebrows went up when you said that. I was like, free. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. And for all the handholding that you do to get them to the point where they, you know, are able to launch a new business. I think that's fantastic. The business model is great. And as you were saying that, I thought the same thing. I said, oh, it's kind of like a matchmaking service. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Exactly. All right. So give the website one more time so people know where to run and get time on your calendar. Sure. It's franchiseana.com. The word franchise, F-R-A-N-C-H-I-S-E. And then my first name, Anna, A-N-N-A dot com. Or you can also work franchise Anna with one N dot com. Both of them should redirect to my to my personal website. And you can check out more information, look at my calendar, check out my LinkedIn profile, and just find some time. Love to chat with anybody because I can guarantee you, you'll learn something. And along the way, maybe it's right for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe now is not the right time, but another time is like you were just saying, you know, maybe when you're semi-retired, this might be something you're interested in. Or at the very least, you learn something about options that were never even in your field of uh, field, field of view or, or mm-hmm. never knew that was a possibility. Yeah, I think it could be a great opportunity for families, for people to, as you mentioned earlier, start something that their children can take over one day. Um, So again, I'm very honored to have you here, Anna, and thank you so much for sharing more information about this other way to leave corporate America, start your own business, have a support system and processes in place. You don't have to build it from the ground up. Um, you know, if you're willing to make the time and financial investment, this could be an answer for someone or someone's. So uh, please, everyone, make sure you visit the website, refer it to others. If you know others that are thinking about um, their pivot, their next move or their semi-retirement plan, uh, Anna could be the answer. So Anna, thank you again for being here today. Really appreciate chatting with you. And, um, you know, it's great information. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on this program and so grateful that uh, that you were able to have this conversation. And I look forward to speaking with anybody who is in the remotely interested in exploring more. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I again am your host, Dr. Tana M. Session, organizational strategist, DEIB thought leader, and all-around HR gal. Thank you and be sure to tune in for the next episode on all podcast platforms.